Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute. It's the daily podcast in which we analyze Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at NoClutchNate. And I'm Scott Corelli from DuelingGenre.com, Spider-Man Minute, and the Cornetto Minute. All righty. And today on Dawn of Justice Minute, we're talking about Minute number 73, which starts with Batman and Alfred arguing about Superman and then the minute ends with Clark Kent investigating the death of Caesar Santos. And, uh, yeah, so I think overall in this minute, um, I love this heated debate about the Superman, this kind of godlike being that can, that's like, you know, he has like all this power in the world and whatnot, and all these like humans are really challenged by his existence. And so they're having this argument, and then like it's like right after this argument is like seemingly settled it just cuts to said person mm-hmm. just being speak of the devil just being like this dorky his dorky self in <laughs> like he can't even get like the officer to answer any of his questions yeah. it's just like this is what we're cutting to like this is the guy in question yeah, <laughs> yeah. which is it's silly but to be honest with you the bruce wayne batman that we're seeing in this minute like that's I'm I'm there with him. I'm standing right next to him. Like I, it, like at this point in the film, like I know he's being. You're manipulated. saying you're agreeing? Yes. Like you know me. Like I love Superman. I, I I love him. He's great. If he were to show up right now and knock on this door, I would like just you know be a, a giddy schoolgirl. But at the same time, I'm thinking, this guy can kill me like any time. Like and everybody. Like and that's not just like a fear of like not being able to control the situation like what Bruce is feeling. That's just like a realistic aspect. So in my opinion, Bruce is right. If there's a 1% chance that this guy could do that, I say it constantly. He's one bad day away from just destroying everything. And he could if he wanted to. Thankfully, he won't. But like, if there's a 1% chance, like you have to follow that through. Like, Plan out for that situation. But he's not. Don't just say. But he's not planning for it, is he? Like, right. He's, exactly. He's, no, he's, he's actually not. like legitimately saying, if there's a one percent chance that this guy yeah. could end up being bad, we we have to take it for absolute certainty. Mm-hmm. Which to me right says I'm going to murder him. It does. It's exactly what that is. And that's like, that's, and that's the problem what, I have with it. I do as well. I'm saying like I'm. I'm more for like, yes, take that. If there is a 1% chance, keep that mindset. Yes. But do what you normally do and keep the ring on your belt. Yes. You know, keep the boxes with all the symbols and like the ways to defeat them. Like do that. Follow through on those like options. Even have one for yourself. You know, like just do that. Keep yourself in check, but make sure you're planning out for all these situations. This Bruce right now is clearly misguided and he's being manipulated. Mm -hmm. So... I understand where he's coming from, and, like, it's just, yeah, he goes immediately to attacking. Like, he can't just, you know, there is no planning out in this situation. His planning out is the planning that he's going to be doing within the next couple days or weeks, however you want to look at it, maybe months, whatever, to do an attack, not to plan for if something were to happen, you know? He's preemptively striking versus, what is that, reactively? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, as Batman would, he would... Just have the contingency. You just have it, a contingency plan, yeah. Right. Instead of actively going to like, it's like. It's but then again, uh, we get in this one. Twenty years of that. Twenty years of 
probably planning out for every situation, having contingency plans, and then something in your life where you maybe just could not have planned for a contingency right. for that one instance, maybe the death of a, of a Robin or anything like that, mm-hmm. where that completely exactly. shifts your entire view of it. Right. Yeah. Where Cause it probably God is. said it yesterday. Yeah. Like, you're stopping Jason Todd from dying before it ever becomes an exactly. issue. Exactly. So, like, that's something along the lines was messed up. Mm-hmm. Wires were crossed mm-hmm. in Batman's mind, and we're here now, and we have to accept it that he's just this cynical. And you guys know me. I'm cynical as all hell, so I'm relating to what Bruce is saying right now in this minute. Yeah, I, 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 I the, the cynicism um, thing... I mean, I, I think I, I interpreted, uh, I, I talked about my interpretation of, of these two characters um, on, uh, I, I think actually on, I think it came up on our, on my, the Spider-Man Minute Facebook group. Uh, but I know that you guys both read it because I think you both liked my, my, my interpretation. Um, <laughs> you liked my comment about it. Uh, but yeah, like my, in my, in my mind, yeah, they're, they're, it, it's important to note that both of these guys are in uh, not great places there right now they're mm-hmm. they're both being manipulated and they're both in uh situations that are are abnormal they're in abnormal situations um and so they're acting a little abnormally uh than they normally when then we see them in uh in comics and in most interpretations but in most mm-hmm. interpretations my my view of them is that Superman is, you know, he is a guy who is a uh, sort of a um, the world is is he he believes that the world is inherently good and that Mm -hmm. if he fights for good, he can change, make sure the world stays good. Uh, like to because as a result of like looking up to him, right? Like that's sort of like yeah. how that's his his philosophy um, is yeah. that he believes deep down the world is inherently good. But mm-hmm. I think that uh, but Batman is sort of the opposite of that in that he believes that the world is sort of inherently cynical, yeah. and that he is trying to represent be a representation of hope for the people of Gotham because they don't have anything else. Yeah. And what happens in, in this is that we have a guy who thinks that he's doing the right thing all the time with, with, uh, with, with Clark. He thinks he's doing the right thing. He, he does see the best in people, but every time he tries something, they come back at him for it. And he just feels like a guy who can't do anything right. Like he has all this power. He wants to do good stuff with it, but he, he just keeps doing just everything he does. He's like, oh, I finally did something good. And they're like, actually, you didn't. And here's why. <laughs> and yep. that's really frustrating for him, I think. Uh, and with, with Batman, he is no longer – he's given up being the beacon of hope. He just mm-hmm. He's just given in entirely – to cynicism he has become gotham personified and i think that's what's that's what's going on here and i i find that really interesting and i and i and i think that it it gives them a really good place to sort of grow and change from uh and 
what I think that Snyder and Warner Brothers or DC or whatever, whoever makes those sort of creative decisions over there, I think that that is what they've been building toward this whole time is starting in more of a cynical place and bringing these characters and this world into more of an optimistic place. And this sort of situation with, with Batman, I mean, this is just, this is his darkest moment. I mean, it doesn't get darker than this, that Mm -hmm. he's saying, I'm going to murder this person because there's a 1% chance he might be a bad guy one day. Yeah. That's, that's a really cynical outlook and it really shows you where his philosophy is right now. I wonder if that, yeah, I wonder who is making that creative decision because we also see it in Wonder Woman with Ares saying that, you know, humans are naturally this way. You know, I did nothing but give them the resources to, you know, make bombs or do what they want to do with the world war or whatever. But, you know, he tells Wonder Woman straight up like, hey, this is, this ain't me, this is them. Mm -hmm. And she takes that and she's like, okay, well then they are. And I just have to, you know, I'm going to help them get through it. Mm -hmm. And so there, I think that is well established now because I feel like that movie now confirms it and maybe justice league will confirm that as well. But it's like, maybe, I don't know who, I don't know if DC's doing that. I don't know if that's Jeff John's approach. I don't know. Uh, Cause I know he's he, like, after this film, he became like the big creative decision maker, but I wonder if he was still influencing them and saying, Hey, this is how you should start it. This is how we should develop them. Are you trying to like say, not, I don't even know if you're trying to say, is there something to what you're saying relating to like in all of these, if we're calling this trilogy, you know, how we have in the past before that mankind itself is its own character. And we're seeing a development of that. Like clearly we're thinking that these movies are about the comic book characters that we're used to. Like those are the main characters, but is the main character supposed to be man's outlook on this kind of whole world and situation? Is that what's supposed to be like being manipulated throughout this trilogy? And and we're supposed to relate that as like an audience and, take it as what it is. I think I'm confirming what Scott said earlier on Monday about how it's a transitional, it's a transition from our reality Mm -hmm. into like a world of comic book superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. Into the DC universe. Like how do we, like how do we get, how do we take where we are and put you into that? Well, it's like, let's have them in that world. Yeah. And introduce that one catalyst, which is the Superman. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And it goes from there. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Good deal. <laughs> I have this minute is um. I, I people are going to get on me, and I don't know if I've ever. I think I've maybe said it one time in my life. I believe that there's a moment in this minute itself, um, that kind of. I took it in a way that I don't know if anybody else takes it. So it's when he's saying the whole twenty years in Gotham. Like, you know, we see what promises get, how many good guys are left, and how many stayed that way. Clearly, right in front of us, that's like referring to Batman, right? He was a good guy. He's oh, not a good guy anymore. Really? Because the world changed it. That's where you went. Like, huh. That's, no, 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 no. That's not where, no. Oh. That's not where I went. Okay. That's what I I'm went, assuming. I went to Two-Face. Okay. See, that's another thing. There's, uh, you know... Uh, uh, a Harvey Dent aspect in there as well. Yeah. My one that I've always thought, and I'm pretty sure it's wrong, but it might be 
there might be something there that how many good guys are left and how many stayed that way. I don't necessarily think Robin was murdered by Joker. I think that, and this is people are going to yell at me and scream at me. Jason Todd exists in this world. I think that is Jason Todd's suit. I think something bad happened to him. I don't think that he died. I think that something changed him to go from a good guy to a bad guy. My opinion is that Jason Todd is actually Jared Leto's Joker in this universe. People are going to freak out on me now. But, like, get this. So, like, the spray paint thing kind of will throw you off because it's like, clearly the Joker spray paints it on his thing. But what if that suit is just, like, a memory of what Jason was as a Robin to Batman and it's like he could have done that to himself something like that line how many good guys are left and how many stayed that way like there is more than just the classic Batman villains and Harvey Dent and these other people that like have a change in heart somewhere down the line that screams Jason Todd in my opinion yeah he has Red Hood as a persona because the Joker was already you know a guy and he was one that killed him etch a sketch all of that and create a Joker that this Joker isn't as old as this Batman, so this Joker hasn't been operating for 20 years. This Joker came about somewhere along the lines, and maybe a good guy changed to a bad guy, and that's where we kind of get this whole that's, thing. Uh... And like, that's a, that, in my opinion, making a Jason Todd or someone that's close to Batman that Joker character, I don't care about like giving him an identity. You know, people say, like, Joker shouldn't have an identity, whatever. If you turn that Jason Todd storyline, instead of making him Red Hood, make him a Joker and make him be that cat and mouse with Batman because he can push all those buttons, not with trying to say, like, oh, you can't do what you need to do, but I can do it. Like, no, no, no. Push his buttons. Play with him. And if that's a Jason Todd, that fits, in my opinion. It just works. It would also explain, like, how, and I don't agree with you, but I, I it would explain how <laughs> Batman can't, Kill this character exactly because like can't. I, there was always that thing with Suicide Squad that came out. He has like all like teeth. Like something happened earlier, his teeth got punched out. So yeah. either that was like Batman punched all his teeth out for killing Robin, or like that's the extent that he'll go to. He will beat this man to a pulp, but not kill him. Knock all of, knock out all of his teeth, and you know shove his car into an, uh, a, a river, and you know bring him anywhere close to dying, but not actually pulling the trigger. And I think that's where the joke is on Batman, where he can't it's a bring very himself to kill him. Tim Drake, Batman Beyond move. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I would be, I would not be opposed to that interpretation, if only because maybe it means that there's uh, like the real Joker still out there somewhere. Yeah, um, because I. I I just I just don't ever want to see Jared Leto ever again. Um but <laughs> but uh and I, and I just I really hate that interpretation of the character and if that's what we're stuck with I'm not going to be happy. Um but uh yeah, I mean I I can definitely see that, but that's I don't know. It's it's a stretch. I will give it to you guys. It's a stretch. I know that I'm crazy. I know people I, will say that I'm like sure. no, there's holes all over the place. Well, I've seen that. I've seen that theory. Uh, for a long time, Have you? yeah, oh yeah. Um, I don't like. I don't dive into the internet that much. Yeah. Into like this movie, I like feel like that I come up with these ideas on my own. So like, oh yeah, no, no, <laughs> if no that's I'm stealing a, from anybody. That's, my bad. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's been a theory that's been floated around um, since uh, like the like the first 
the first time we saw Jared Leto as the Joker, people started like, you know, kind of putting that together. Um, yeah. Uh, but but uh, I, I'm fairly certain, if I'm not mistaken, I think at some point somebody point blank asked Zack Snyder and he said no. Hey, okay. Yeah. I'll take that answer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm fairly certain. I, I could be wrong, but I feel like at some point that theory got just completely shut down by someone in the know. Um, but I don't, I don't remember where or why that happened, but I, 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 cause I remember that theory was going around for a while, like the, the summer between those two movies. Um, mm-hmm. and then, and then it just, at, at some point it just got completely shut down. Um, it might've been, it might've been, maybe it was Jared Leto who shut it down. Somebody shut it down. Somebody in the know shut it down. Um, All right. but, but it's. But yeah, I don't know. I would certainly be interested. I'm definitely interested in the idea of there being multiple jokers uh as a way of like having different interpretations of the character. Um because, you know, every time Batman goes up against the Joker, every time somebody new is writing the Joker or drawing the Joker, it's so different that it's believable that they would be multiple people. Um yeah. So I'm definitely not opposed to that. I don't know. I like to think that other people still had the same idea. You know, I always thought I was crazy for having it. It's just the line of dialogue. Like, yeah. how many good guys are left and how many stayed that way? That's... Yeah. We got to pay attention to that, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. No, absolutely. I don't, I don't know how I feel about the Joker in general, like, as a character. I, I've always been... So, whatever they do with the character, I guess, you know... Do, do what you want. Do what you will. Do but... what you will, I guess, yeah. <laughs> if they just never touch on the Joker again, I, I might be okay with that. Just, I don't know. I think it's time to move on with that. But um, I would I would very much like to know what happened to, or who he's referring to as what, you know, what the other good guys are. I mm-hmm. mean, obviously, in, like, the influence of the Dark Knight, like, this would probably mean something along the lines of, like, Green Arrow and stuff, like, probably being affiliated with working with him and, and whatnot or yeah, possibly um, or who knows what happened with uh, you know there's an oracle network in here but we don't know if there was an actual oracle mm-hmm. like you know we don't know like if Barbara Gordon was to exist in this universe or not but um, and I think you know we don't know what happened to Nightwing if Nightwing exists in this universe yeah. so, I mean they're making the film but we don't know we don't know. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, we don't know. Yeah. We just that know that in? we, yeah. we know that in theory he will exist. That's all we know. Yeah. yeah. Um, any, uh, do you guys have any other notes about Batman and Alfred? This, this is when, like, I can't remember what second it is, but this is where I actually have in my notes that this is, this looks like a Bruce Tim drawing. Like mm-hmm. this is a personified. <laughs> so yeah, no, that's my last Batman note for this. Yeah, I will say the line, the line, and it's it's half in last minute and half in this minute. But the line of uh, of you know, we lost thousands. What's mm-hmm. next? Millions. That's a really bad line of dialogue. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it just, it seems really black and white. It just seems like it just like that's your that's what you're going for. Like you're trying to persuade me, which is saying like a death, a higher death toll. Right. Yeah. Like there's more. In, there's more going on in your mind. Yeah. Like like well, yeah. yeah. I I mean, and it's and it's just like it's also like putting too fine a point on it. I mean, if, if all he had to say was, you know, we lost thousands. What's next? 
Yeah. That's it. You don't need the what's next? <laughs> yeah. Millions? And it's like, I guess, I mean, that is a larger number. I don't like What if you like should it, he kept on going? Million billions? Billions? Like he just kept on going. Yeah. <laughs> the whole planet, That's... the universe. When does mm-hmm. it stop, Alfred? <laughs> That's exactly what it is. I don't know. That is a good question. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't like I don't like that. What's next? Millions uh, line. Yeah. It's not great. <laughs> it's not great. So, Mark, you said it. The the transition, like this terrifying alien that can destroy the world. Look at this goofy guy. Is standing, Just look at him. N- not getting paid attention to uh, right at the front excuse desk. Excuse me. I was the Daily Planet. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, excuse me. I'm Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm with the Daily Planet. Here's my badge. It's got my yeah. goofy photo like, on it. Look at him. Like he's like forty seconds. If you look at him, like he's really just like, like oh, like the look on his eyes are just like, can you let me in? Like, like please, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just so good. Because it's not like Doctor Manhattan who's sitting on Mars, like plotting like whether no, humanity should live or not. It's like. Uh, hi, I'm, yeah, I'm, and yeah. it goes, I mean, it's, I guess it's in, in taste with, again, the anime series and Bruce Timm's, uh, you know, Tim Daly, like the clumsy Clark Kent, like mm-hmm. he's always fumbling over himself and just like, can't do anything on his own. Mm-hmm. And it's, I love it. I love it. I know Scott doesn't like Henry. I love him. No, 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 I no, want... no. I love his Clark Kent. Are you kidding me? I, I, I love Henry Cavill. I, I my my issue is not with Henry Cavill. It's how Zack Snyder. It's the writing of Superman. Yeah, it's the writing okay. of Superman, specifically that part of his persona, Superman, which is just a lot of posing and and looking badass. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's my issue. It's not it's not. And I have nothing against Henry Cavill. I think he's a fantastic Clark here. It's great. It is great. Yeah. Is this what is this a normal thing reporters can can do? What what get. What does a press pass press pass grant you access to? Uh, so the press pass is different. Yeah, yeah. So like the the press badge is like you know later on with like the Senate hearing the that would allow you in a, there yeah. to to like actually be somewhere where you know that gives you access to where reporters go. But right. he's using his Daily Planet ideas just like a hey I'm here because like a I badge. am a reporter. Yeah, yeah. Like proof. Like I'm not just some crazy guy off the street and and i'm not lying to you that i'm a reporter like yeah here i actually am from the daily planet right. so he's just going in like as less like a citizen be like hey man i need to like i just need to ask questions he wasn't like i guess if you have a press badge you're there for press purposes right he's yes. just trying to be i guess he's trying to do a little detectiving on his own right yeah yeah, yeah. investigating like waving the id really means nothing other than like they could honor it if they wanted to. Yeah. Whereas, like at a press junket, they would be like, "No, you have the press badge. You are allowed access right. now." Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Same thing happens to Lois, I guess, in the Senate when she is she, but she's showing her press badge. Right. It's just, hey, an emergency happened. Like, come on, no press. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. I uh, I th- so so this this scene um I, I would say this transition could be a little stronger because I I do love the juxtaposition of them talking about this all-powerful alien being that could destroy the world and kill millions of people because he woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I, I, and then juxtaposing that directly into like this doofus. So like, I, I really like that juxtaposition. I think it'd be stronger by cutting out the 14 hours line 
Um, but I do, I do like the call and response of that of, because it's, it's just a really strong transition. Whereas, um, there's a transition coming at the end of the week that I think is actually the one of the worst transitions I've ever seen in a movie. (laughs) Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, I, I think it's a misplaced scene, but this one, this one is really good. I really like this juxtaposition. It's really, it's really nice. That call and response. Yeah. Now I want to know what is the what is the scene. You'll hear about it at the end of the week. Well, well, well come on. Oh, oh, you're jumping the I gun. Mark. Said, okay, they said later in the film. And I was Jeez, like, okay, what do you don't know the format of your own podcast? <laughs> come on. No, I was. I okay. Anyways, um, so my question here is: so Caesar Santos was moved from this Gotham Central City Jail to Metropolis General, and. Why is he here and not where he was killed? Or was he ki- he was killed in Metropolis? So why no, is he, he was killed in Gotham? No, he was killed in Metropolis. Yeah, because they had already yeah, moved they took him. him to yeah. So it's yeah. like tax Metropolis taxpayers were paying for that. Yeah, okay. So wait, he's in he's in Gotham right now, right? He's in Gotham because you can see they have the badges and stuff, and yeah. later on we'll see the uh, yeah. Maybe they just have more records of him being... That's where he was taken to first. So maybe they only have in Metropolis just like transfer papers or something. Mm-hmm. I guess he's wondering why they moved him. Yeah, I think he's just starting at... Like, yeah. I, I think he's just starting at the farthest back. You know, he's not wanting to start at like the, the, the tail end of the story. He's like, okay, mm-hmm. I can trace it back as far back as Gotham PD. So mm-hmm. I'll start there. And then hopefully be able to track back further from there or get more information going forward or something. Um, seems like a good investigative reporter place to start is to start where um, as far back as he can go, uh, you know, kind of freehand, you know, like without without any any more information than what he he uh, has readily available to him, like without any deep diving investigative reporting like where's the where where's the first thing that i can go to to find information and then he goes there but then i do have questions about what happens tomorrow though as a result of if this is gotham i have questions about tomorrow so yeah i don't know but that's that is a good strategy because i did not i you know that you know i'm not a detective or a reporter or anything so i don't really know like what that strategy was and that does make sense to me now that you would try to get uh as far back as possible before any of that kind of evidence is is like gone mm-hmm. or tampered with or not there anymore so it's like better go check on them now first you know right before that time runs out right you work you work thing. you work backwards as far as you can and then you start there mm-hmm. and then that's where yeah. your investigating starts Mm-hmm. So obviously, because he's from the Daily Planet, which is a Metropolis uh, company, and they're not too keen on people from Metropolis, I suppose they just completely avoid him or deny him any information, um, unless they're they're paid off. Is or it from? Is cops. it because of Metropolis? Is is that what it is? Is there like? I mean, I know like the football game and stuff like that. There was like a feud and everything. No, I think it's. But is there just? I think it's that he's a reporter and that and yeah. Gotham police are corrupt. Uh, and yeah. and I think that having a reporter sniffing around makes them nervous. 
Yeah, I think that's what it. I, th- I think that's what the purpose of the illustration that we see on the counter is supposed to depict. Like, he's not getting an answer because he's a reporter, and look where he is. He's in the headquarters of the police that are working with, you know, the thing that he's trying to, I guess, in a sense, bring down. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like going up to like you know. Carmine Valcone's Italian restaurant be like, hey, man, can you tell me about it? You're like, get out. Get out of here. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> it's the same, same exact thing, I guess. Um, this picture, I never really, because uh, this was this was an Ultimate Edition thing, right? This didn't happen at the end. This article. whole bit is yeah. an Ultimate this Edition. Ulti- yeah, I remember the whole, I remember actually remembering this. <laughs> <laughs> Which now makes me. Silly statement. Now I'm wondering. Where the fourteen hours cut to? Does it cut right into no, it, the Daily Planet? Yeah, it cuts right to the Daily Planet scene. Um, okay. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? So yeah, we just so, got fourteen hours. It cuts from in the theatrical yeah. cut. It cuts from him saying fourteen hours and walking away from Alfred, and then cutting to Perry going Clark Kent. Where Where's Clark Kent? Oh, it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then and then mm-hmm. and then cuts to the 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 white Portuguese scene. Yeah. So why now I'm remembering like what happened? Like why was that even there? And then again, like we had no idea where Clark was. Mm-hmm. Like, are we just supposed to assume like yeah, he's just being Superman? Well, Clearly save it. He's not. Save it. I got save, save it. Save right. it. Save right. it. Save all it. Right. All right. All right. All <laughs> Otherwise, we're not gonna have anything to talk about later in the week, especially on Friday, because there's not a lot going on there. That's true. Yeah. Okay, so, so you go talk about it. the comic strip. Yeah, let's do it. It's just you cut it out. How long do you think it's been there? Um, but what is it? I mean, what is it? I don't know how long it's been there, but I think what it represents is, I mean, it confirms Clark's idea that, the, like, so w- I think we're all in agreement that maybe the cops are corrupt in the sense that they don't want to give him any for any information mm-hmm. about Caesar Santos, but to whom are they uh, in league with, I guess? Yeah. And it's like, if it confirms Clark Kent's idea or just like, he already has this idea that they're helping Batman or Batman's helping them. So if they're corrupt and they are working with Batman as seen in this photo, it's like, they're working together. It's like, I'm not going to get information about this because of Batman. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Nope, that might be the wrong person. But because of this whole film's like theme of, Oh, you don't have all the information. So don't be so quick to judge. But here he is like, Oh, obviously I'm not going to get the information because they're working with the Batman. And they seem really proud about it too. Cause they cut this out and taped it to their counter. Like that's, that's crazy. It's like, that's like what it is. It's like that. I feel like that's their depiction. It's like they work. They work with him. Yeah. They're using the signal is the bat. Like that's the tool. Like and it's supposed to again strike the fear. Yeah. Like the Gotham police like think of themselves as like. I don't know if you want to if, if you want to go right out. You know they think of themselves as a baseball player and a base. You know I guess like famous and a star kind of thing. Like they're they're the rock stars. Like the Gotham police department are like they are the good guys, but they're utilizing this terrifying element that's beating people up and branding them. Yeah. Like there's a definite, definitely corruption there. Like that's just, they see themselves as these sleazy group of, you know, authoritative figures that are using 
this tool that just terrifies its own citizens. I, I would use the term sleazy in regards to how they depict a criminal. <laughs> it's like one of those things. It's like, oh yeah, every criminal looks like that. Every cop looks like that. And they're just, you know, it's just use baseball as a good old analogy for getting rid of criminals. It's like how, just how forced is that image? It's like, like well, it's so a, subliminal. It's a political cartoon. That's what they look like. I know, but it's like <laughs> that's a I've you know, that's what political cartoons are. It's like it's just these things that's like you're really just making the wrong statement sometimes, you know? And it's well, like, like people that, yeah. believe it. Well Exactly, man. People get paid a lot of money for that. <laughs> I, I know. I think I think this is I think this is making an accurate statement. They are using Batman like a yeah. Gothamville slugger. Like that's this is a this is not this is meant to be uh, a put down. And I think that they have it taped to their counter to say, no, actually we're proud of this. Um, and again, it, it kind of really comes down to uh, what this movie is all about, which is that, you know, different, different viewpoints. I, I think that this political cartoon is drawn by a cartoonist who does not agree with what they're doing. Uh, and they're saying, no, this is, this is, this is great. This is, represents us perfectly. Like they're proud of it. Um, I don't know. I I actually I really like this uh, this moment. I I think it's I think it's astonishing that they actually put this thing on their counter. Uh, but as you know, real police officers. But um, it's I think it's a good moment. I like I like that he can see this political cartoon and be like, okay, I'm I'm obviously in over my head here. Yeah. No, see, I agree with you completely. It's like, it's because that's what I was going to, that's what I was, I didn't know how to put into words, but it's like this photograph, like there's nothing to be proud about with this. And it's like, here it is taped to their desk. Yeah. As like, oh yeah, that's us. Well, that's why I called the GCPD sleazy. I mean, like it's a corrupt system Mm -hmm. aside from, you know, certain people and and whatnot but like it it is it's exactly what it is well but no it's a completely corrupt system because even even gordon is corrupt not in the way that we Mm -hmm. we think of corruption which is like taking money from people and letting them get away with it and everything but he is letting a criminal get away with something Exactly. So he is he, yeah, still he, he, corrupt. Yeah, and he's working exactly with yeah. yeah. So there, and I guess there's the whole trench coat thing and yada yada. Right. Yeah. It's all corruption. <laughs> all of it. Um. Even 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 you know the good guys are corrupt because they're allowing this illegal vigilante to exist in Gotham and they're they're not doing anything about it because they like what he's doing. So the yeah. ones that don't like uh don't like the Batman are probably corrupt because they're taking money from criminals and then the ones that do like him are corrupt because they're working with him so either way mm-hmm. all of all of it is corrupt it's all corrupt all of it's bad it's just gotham city yeah. it's true gotham yeah there is like no i mean like you can trick yourself by thinking like batman's like you know the good aspect of mm-hmm. it but like it's he's still a bad aspect of it he's a criminal yeah doing vigilante um, things yeah. i think batman year one didn't they accept no not year one is it year one or is it book or the movie <laughs> the one they established that jim gordon is in fact like just as corrupt as anyone else because i he, think like, that was year one and i think that was like the brian cranston voicing uh in the movie in the animated one brian cranston voiced jim yeah, gordon yeah, in that yeah, one, yeah. yeah 
Um, was it that or was it Earth One, the Jeff Johns one? See, that's see, that's why I was like, oh, okay, is it Year One or is it Earth One? Yeah, I think and it's Earth One. I think you're right. See, that's what I was getting confused about. It's, it, one of them, it has a one in it. Yeah. I just don't know if it's Year One. It's actually it's Earth One. Is it yeah. Earth One? It's it's Earth One. Year One is Year One is the one with Batman in like the broken house kind of thing, right? No, that's Dark Knight Returns. Anyways, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know. If you want to, so like we said it before in this podcast that, um, you know, Cal's reaction to like a lot of, I guess, the hatred towards uh, this Batman character comes from like how the public perceives Batman versus how they perceive Superman and what you're doing. And um, like this is just, again, like another Kahina interview. Like he's seeing this picture and it's like, this is how the public perceives like this criminal vigilante and like he's doing you know all the bad things in the world and people like him like they like him as a hero or whatever in gotham at least and like me i'm trying to save people all over and i'm getting shade everywhere so again this kind of like has that uh i guess a general populace idea of a batman like that they like Uh and a superman that they hate and cal just seems to like not be able to comprehend that and it pisses him off Mm -hmm. But I mean, that's, oh man, see, I don't want to, no, I don't, I'm going to save this conversation for tomorrow. It's, it's right, more, right, it's more right, pertinent right. for tomorrow, but uh, yes, I agree. Fair enough. I do agree. All right. Cool. Do you guys have any other notes for uh, today's minute? No. Nothing. Uh, no, sir. Nothing. That's good. Cool. Alrighty, guys. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. If you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us at the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society, and uh, let us know your thoughts about today's minute. And um, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute as well. Um, and uh, also Tool Media is where you can find our other shows like uh, Pulp Fiction Minute uh, and Austin Powers International Minute of Mystery. We'll catch you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.